This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Received an interesting shayla this week from a Talmud of mine. Called me up, he tells me he works in an office. Not sure why, but he works in an office that has only one sink. And the only sink is in the bathroom. And he wants to wash his fruit before he eats it. But he has this notion that you're not allowed to bring food into the bathroom. So what, what should he do? So the, the easy answer is wash the fruit at home, put it in a plastic bag and eat the fruit in the office. But that's already, you know, that's not such a halacha question. Now the question really is, is there really such a halacha that foods are not allowed to go into the bathroom? Everyone knows this. Ask any person. They know it's sacred. Food is not allowed in the bathroom. There's only one problem. It doesn't say it anywhere. At least not in halachic literature. That you're not allowed to bring food into the bathroom. Today's bathrooms are not bathrooms. Oh, so you have to understand first why that became popular and understand whether or not today's bathrooms count. So the pashtus would be the makar of this halacha, if it is a halacha, and I underline if, would be based on the premise that there's ruach ra. We spoke a little bit about this on Truist. There's this ruach ra, this bad spirit, and that's in the bathroom. And that's why if you go into the bathroom, maybe you have to wash your hands. And the assumption is it goes on the food. And that's why one would have to wash, that's why one perhaps would not be allowed to bring food into the bathroom. And maybe even if you bring food into the bathroom, the food becomes uh, not allowed to be eaten. Now, there is a concept of ruach ra with food, and that's regarding another shayla, which is very negay at camp time, is about food under the bed. There's halacha in Shulchan Aruch and Yeridea, based on a gemar and psachim, that you're not allowed to put food under a bed. That's, that's recorded la halacha. That's brought down in Gemara Psachim, brought down in Shulchan Aruch Yaradeh. This halacha about not bringing food into the bathroom is not brought down anywhere. It doesn't say it anywhere. So you'll try to tell me Shtickle Torahs and you'll say, well, bathrooms have Ruach Ro and therefore that has Ruach Ro. Very nice. You might be right, but Lamaisa doesn't say anywhere. The best that we have is a Berhetev. Berhetev was one of the commentaries on the side of Shulchan Aruch. He died in the end of the late, towards the end of the 1700s. And he writes the following halach. He says, he's going on the Mechaber. The Mechaber over there in Simon Gimel writes that you're not supposed to talk in the bathroom. We had a share here years ago. We talked about today, no one talks anymore in the bathroom. It's funny, look at old chuvas. They talk about this new idea. They put a phone into the bathroom. Are you allowed to talk on the phone? Today, the Shail is not again. Everyone carries a phone with them. We have mobile phones. So the Shail today is are you allowed to email and text in the bathroom? That's a schmooze for a different time. But it says in Shulchan Aruch, you're not supposed to speak in the bathroom. Writes the Berhetiv, the Koshikain Shalayoichal. If you're not allowed to have a conversation in the bathroom, definitely you're not allowed to eat. So it says you're not allowed to eat in the bathroom. It doesn't say you can't bring food into the bathroom. It doesn't say the food that's brought into the bathroom becomes also to eat. It just says don't eat in the bathroom. Fine, I won't eat in the bathroom. But I can bring food with me into the bathroom. You don't see from the berhetiv that it's also to bring food into the bathroom. And to make things more complicated, the Mr. Brewer doesn't bring down this berhetiv. Mr. Brewer never brings down this dinner you're not allowed to eat in the bathroom. So the question is, is it really true? That food is not supposed to be brought into the bathroom, and B, and if food is brought into the bathroom, what is its status? So, this Shaila is granted negated to many people, not just this uh, Talmud of mine. Where do people, most people keep their medicines? In the medicine cabinet. Where is the medicine cabinet located? Very often in a bathroom. Now, I was just talking to a pharmacist today, and he told me it's actually the wrong place to keep your medicine. You should not keep your medicine in the bathroom because of the temperature of the bathroom. It can cause the, med- the pills to start to dry up. If, if in the bathroom it gets very hot, the shower, the steam. So he told me it's actually better to keep your medication in, your, in the kitchen. I tie it back there. If you keep it in the kitchen, you'll never take it because you'll always forget. Because by the time you go to sleep, you're up in your bedroom, you're not going down to take your medicine. 
least that's what happens for me. But he this me. I never knew this. From a medical standpoint, he said it's better not to keep your medicine in the medicine cabinet because that's in your ba- in the bathroom because the bathroom the temperatures can can uh, change. But in any case, where do most people keep their medicine in the medicine cabinet? I I thought it's uh, you're not supposed to eat things that are in the bathroom. So now we'll have to figure out: is medicine really food? Is medicine subjected to this ruach ra? Or do you say, no, ruach ra is on food. Medicine is not really food. So that's another shayla. That all the achorinim talk about, the shayla with the medication. The other shayla, let's say you're traveling. You have sucking candies in your pocket. And you go into the bathroom. Now you come out of the bathroom. You're not allowed to eat the sucking candies. Sucking candies now become also to eat. Let's say you're traveling and you have a knapsack. And you don't want to leave the food outside. Someone's going to steal it. Today, you got to be chesh someone's going to steal something everywhere you go. So you take the knapsack with you inside to the bathroom. But there's food in the knapsack. You have your lunch in there. What? Who, who, who said that helps? That's a kedusha issue. This is a ruach ra issue. Who says maybe ruach, That's a bizoyan. This is ruach ra. Maybe ruach ra penetrates through the knapsack. I have no idea. I don't know how ruach ra works. Now, when it comes to under the bed, the Gemara says, Mephorish afilu mechupa bekli barzal. When it comes to things under the bed, the Gemara says before, even if you wrap it in a, in a, in a, a, a kli barzal, in an iron kli, it still rach ra penetrates. Now you have to know there's a shvus yankif. The Pischei Tshuva in Yoridea, where he talks about food under the bed, he quotes from the shvus yankif of Yaakov Reisha. Yaakov Reisha writes that food under the bed, but you're allowed to eat. Which is maybe what everyone is saying in camp, maybe, we'll have to get to that one day, is that hey, everyone puts food under the bed in camp. There's no space. So you got to put food under the bed. Meister says in Shulchan you're not supposed to do it. So the Shavuz Yankiv writes that the food is not possible to have. But to have, you can eat the food. Now that's going to be very negate to our sugya. Because as many Echerenah point out, our sugya can't be more chamer than that sugya. Food under the bed, food in the bathroom can't be more chamer than food under the bed. And the food under the bed, the Shavuz Yankiv is mater but the So the Chavuz should be able to be mater this as well. So that's the Cheshven many Echerenah point out. Now the truth is, they asked the Shalom once to the Chazinish. They asked the Chazanish, is it also to eat food under the, that food that was left in the, brought into the bathroom? And the Chazanish laughed. He said, where does it say anyway? You're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to eat food that was in the bathroom. He mamish laughed. He, like he said, there's no source for this. And that was the response of the stipler as well. He also felt it doesn't say anywhere you can't eat food that's brought into the bathroom. So therefore, in the Ashkenazic Litzvish circles, this is Nishkin Shaila. The problem is the Talmud that asked me happens to be a Svadish boy. So what about the Svadish? So if you look at the Svadish boy, it's mamish a different world. And the Svadish Shapoiski Ravadi has a chuva in Yabiyoy Mechelik Talit, Simon Hay, has a long chuva, and he calls from all the Svadish Shapoiski that are extremely machmer with this. They mamma showed that the food is usr. Food brought into the bathroom is usr to consume. It's a, it's a very big chiddish, because again, it doesn't say it anywhere, but the Ravadi Kedaka Kaidish found a whole list of Svadish Shapoiski, and they all asked one, you know, a whole list of Svadish Shapoiski. They quote from Reb Sholem Bibels. They say he was one of the first that also wouldn't eat food that was brought into the bathroom. Okay? Now, they're not even sure if that was his own personal chumrah or that was a halachic chumrah for everyone. But it's very hard to find a good source that says it's taka asr. So Rebavadja comes up with the following psaq. Rebavadja holds like this. Lichat chilo, you should not bring food into the bathroom. Bidiyev, if you bring food into the bathroom, it depends. If the food is washable, he taka holds, you should wash the food. So let's say you brought an apple into the bathroom with you. Rebavadja thinks you should wash the apple three times like you would uh, your hands. They pass because we're in the truth. He thinks you should talk wash the apple. Wash the... Now again, a lot of things can't be washed. Now, now, the fellow in my case, if he washes it in the bathroom, he's going to be back to square one. So you have to wash it outside the bathroom. You have to take a water bottle and pour it onto the apples. I think even Rebbe Vajra would not require that. I think this is considered a bidievet, a shasat chak. I think you can be saying on those paiskim. And gradually Rebbe Vajra happens to write, like, like Rebbe Ram was suggesting, that if it's covered here, we can be makeup. Because it's uh, maybe a notch lower than under the bed. 
And therefore, you can be makel for sure if it's covered. So that's why many achwerim write, if it's covered, it's not a problem. So that's what people say, well, my medication is kept in a little, uh, a little bu- uh, pouch, whatever. Problem is, you take it out, you hold it in your finger, then you put it in your mouth. Maybe during that time, the ruach falls on the pill. So the, the answer with the pills are, I wouldn't be so worried, because the pills are probably not food. The pastas is these pills that we take don't have a shame oichel. And the assumption is the ruach ro only is on something like oichel. So the Tzitz Eliezer has a tshuva about this. We talks about medication. And he wants to bring a raya from the berhetiv that there is no iser on the food. He says, because what is the berhetiv right? The berhetiv writes, you're not allowed to bring, you're not allowed to eat in the bathroom. Frankly, Tzitz Eliezer, why didn't the berhetiv say better? That food, you're not allowed to bring food into the bathroom because food brought into the bathroom becomes also to eat. He never says that the berhetiv. Must be, says the Tzitzeliyaz, it's not true. It must be the food brought into the bathroom is not also. You're not supposed to eat in the bathroom. You're not supposed to have a party in the bathroom. But the food doesn't become also. Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld has a tshuva, the same idea, where he also comes out, he says it's not also. Then the Praxa Daniel, we've quoted him before. He was a Romanian rough. So he writes that he wants to be mechalak between the bathrooms of uh, earlier years and the bathrooms of today. The bathrooms today, again, this is a time that Hankin also makes, that the bathrooms of today don't really have ruach ra. Our bathrooms today are pretty clean. It used to be the bathroom used to have, uh, it wouldn't go down anywhere. It would sit there, so the whole room became mole, uh, whatever, ruach, ruach. Today our bathrooms are very clean. There's no issues. So many achrenim are making like that. Halach I think if you're an Ashkenazi, you have much less of a problem. I think if you're a Svadi, you have more of an interesting problem. They quote from Rebchaim Kanevsky, and I just told you what his father and his uncle held. Rebchaim Kanevsky said, It's better not to bring food in. And someone asked him the following, Shaila. He says, what happens if you, you, take a, your, you, you take something in your hand, you make the brach, and someone tells you, you know that was in the bathroom. So Rabbi Chaim Kanevsky says, no, nah, don't worry. You, can, you don't have to worry about bracha, take a good bite. But he says, if you take a, a, a food, and someone tells you that this was under a bed, Rabbi Chaim Kanevsky writes, you should say, Baruch and not eat it. Now the kasha is, I just told you earlier, that the Shvaz Yankiv writes, that Bidyeved, the food under the bed is mutter. So they asked this to Rebchaim Kinesh. Rebchaim Kinesh, said, yeah, but the Vilna Goyen disagrees. And therefore, since the Vilna Goyen disagrees, he's machm. Okay. But this shail is more creative, Grada, about bathroom is for nursing mothers. Very often, you have a nursing mother, they don't always have the, uh, they're not always given the best place to nurse. And sometimes they have to nurse, actually, in a bathroom. My wife, when she, when she was in the public school over here, so the only room they can give her to nurse is in a bathroom. Now, the truth is, there's two types of nursing. There's nursing to the baby, and then there's pumping. So someone asked Reb Zilberstein and Reb Chaim Kinevsky, is a woman allowed to nurse in a, in a bathroom? So Reb Zilberstein said it's not a problem because the milk is never exposed to the ear. It goes straight from the isha into the baby's mouth. So there's no problem. Where does the ruach ever go? The ruach never has a, a place to go because it goes straight from her to here. So I thought if that's the case, then you're going to have a problem if a woman pumps. A woman pumps milk, she puts it into the bottle and she takes the bottle home. So according to them, if you hold this real ruach ra, so the ruach ra goes on the, on the milk baby. Maybe it's protected because it's in a bottle, so maybe that's a protection. I don't know. I'm not sure. Reb Chaim Kinevsky writes that it's mutter, but he says, L'chatchili, you shouldn't do it. A big wash on an airplane for bread. Right, right, right. You have these problems. You have these types of problems. If you're machmer, you're going to run yourself into a problem. So Allah Lamaisa, the accepted practice is that we don't go, we don't bring food into the bathroom, but it's not the end of the world. And according to Roiv Litvish Gedolim, the food does not become usr. If you want to be a Svadish a machmer, so then you can wash the food after if it's washable. If it's not washable, you can eat the food. However, I did see that Rabbi Vadya writes, you should give the food to a cotton to eat. Which is very interesting. He said, food that was brought into the bathroom, give it to a child to eat. Which is similar to the psak of the Chazinish. Chazinish held, if you had food under the bed, you should give it to someone who doesn't know what was under the bed. Psak from the Chazinish. So these types of things are a little tricky to know what to do, but the Chathila, try not to bring food into the bathroom, but it's not the end of the world if the, ba- if the food finds its way into the bathroom.